live hello everybody and welcome to the don't be mad podcast proud members of the up for network i'm your boy lefty lucky and i'm joined here as always with your boy jamali <coughs> and jason how y'all doing and it is a rainy friday evening trying to dry up and not be too sweaty wearing all the extra layers because it's warm out you feel me but i'm feeling good man i'm feeling great as always let's kick this off the way we usually do how you guys doing how's the mental health how was your week long fucking week i'm thank god it's over it was a long week but it was a good week though it was a long week i can agree with that good anything man. else mental health i'm good i'm sane sane i like steady, to believe so you know positive joyful oh definitely beautiful that's what i like to hear how about you jason good man can't complain um just enjoying life as much hopefully get warmer but uh well i feel like it's been warm it's just obviously today it's a bit like windy and wet so it's kind of like deceiving but i mean we're not like in winter coats and walking on ice so that's that's always a plus for me right Plus, I'll take this rain like we were talking about last week, where it's like just wash all the shit and the rocks away. So, you know, let it come down now. Let it get it all out the way in April. So hopefully in May, we're good to go. And as yeah. for myself, yeah, like I said, man, I feel like this week was long, but got through it. Wasn't too bad. Last night, saw Endgame. I won't say anything other than it was great. It was amazing. Did you I mean, see it yet? No, I'm seeing it on Friday. Today, Today? is Friday. Um, sorry, Sunday. <laughs> no, not Friday. I mean Sunday. <laughs> I was about to say, buddy. Uh, no, no, no. We're kind of busy right now. <laughs> I'm seeing. I'm seeing on Sunday. I bought the VIP thing. Yeah, so. dude. It's it's so. I want to be pampered while I watch the thing. I want to be pampered. That's right. Don't get too pampered to the point where, like you got to get up and go to the bathroom, man. Like it, it's three hours long. I am Prepare not ashamed and peeing my pants just to f- watch this movie. Just just bring some depends, you know, like just in case. <laughs> you know, like you're doing like the VIP, so for sure you're going to get a couple of drinks in there. You're going to have some food. No, but we're going to go early to get that deal with yeah. eating and everything. Then after, like, I'm... Because I think like, what the VIP ones, they, they like let you in, what, like 30 minutes before so you can like order eat and all that mm-hmm. shit. So if I'm not mistaken. I never been... Well, I, this is the first time I'm going to be doing it, so um, yeah. I'm going to see how it is. I've heard people say it's really good. Yeah, and I had like so many points from the scene thing, so I'm like, you know what? Let me just use yeah, it might up for as well. This. Yeah, yeah, because like for me, it's like I've I've never done it myself. Like it's been mostly hearsay. Because usually when I go to the movies, I like to go alone, especially like if it's a movie I really really want to see, where I'm just like I want to be locked in, focused. Don't talk to me. Gotta go like, alone. Oh, dude, going to the movies by yourself and just enjoying a movie. You know, your phone's away, no one's bothering you, nobody's tapping on the shoulder. Like, I don't get it. It's the best. You just sit there, you enjoy, no distractions. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got last night. I was locked in for three hours. It did not feel like three hours. And it felt like the last 11 years for this portion of what we got from the MCU is, is complete, but it's also ready to like move forward. Best movie of all time? I won't say of all time, because if I'm saying that now, it's mostly because of the hype of it. And like I, I, I like to, for a movie to be like best movie of all time, it's got to be one where it's not just I decide to watch it, but if it's on TV, okay, will I stop what I'm doing to watch it? You know, like movies like that, I reserve for like best movie of all time. But it's definitely one of the strongest scripts in all the 22 MCU movies. Cool. That's good. 
Yeah, especially with like the way people spoke about Infinity War and being like it was jumpy and you had all these characters, but it didn't feel like you get you got enough of them. I can honestly say for this, with and this isn't a spoiler; it's not giving anything away. You really get that feeling of this is an homage to the people who started this, and you're really getting their emotions, their journey. And what they have gone through throughout these years, and that part coming to a close and a continuation from this, mm. like that's what this movie provided. And I, I feel like it. The, if I could compare it to anything, which sorry, Jamali, like the first two episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh, you gotta apologize to me. Well, I know, like <laughs> this isn't really your your section. The no, first no. two episodes of Game of Thrones, like that first two hours, mm-hmm. is what I felt Infinity War. I mean, sorry, Endgame had. And then if anything of the last hour of Endgame is to be what is expected for this third episode of Game of Thrones, you're in for a treat and we're all in for a treat when Sunday comes. Well, yeah, that's good. I want to I wanna see if it can be the best movie of all time. I loved Infinity War. Dude, my, favorite, so good. my favorite movie of all time is Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Not the first or the third one. It's always Two Towers. Two Towers. Well... <laughs> Two Towers had, like, the most action, had the longest cinematic, well, until Sunday, it had the longest running cinematic or TV battle scene ever. Well, yeah, I want to see on for Game of Thrones, I'm going to probably catch a repeat when I get home after the movie, because I'm, I'm watching the movie at 6, yeah. so when I get home, I'll catch it. So, Stay off um, the internet. Uh, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> like, I posted on Twitter that I'm, like, tiptoeing around Twitter just to avoid spoilers. <laughs> That's going to be good. Oh, yeah. You got, like, no choice, man. Especially, like, like I don't even... When I'm watching Game of Thrones, I'm on Do Not Disturb. Like, I just don't want anybody messaging me during that time where... It's like I, I treat it like I'm at the movies because essentially Game of Thrones is a damn movie. Yeah. But, yeah, you're going to be fine, man. You're going to enjoy the, the movie. You're going to love so many of the scenes that pop up. And next week, we're talking about it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you guys got a week. Got to watch, watch the end game? Yeah, you guys got, like... I mean, for you, if you don't want to watch it, whatever. People watching at home, you guys got a week to watch Endgame. And then we are talking about it. I know at, at the very least on social media, you got till Wednesday. I'm giving you a cheapy Tuesday night. You got Wednesday morning, maybe till about when I finish work. And then it's time to talk about Endgame and how it made us all feel and how we feel MCU is going to go from this point on. Because there was so much to it. Nice. Jamali, we, Jamali, we won't um, uh, we won't uh, bore you much because I know this is not your thing. No, Anything a, on your mind, buddy? No, nah, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, we could literally have like a two-hour episode of just talking Game of Thrones. In, I don't, and no, we're not talking Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's my that. point. Y'all need to start a new podcast for your Game of Bullshit. <laughs> Why do you got to call it Game of Bullshit, man? Because I feel like it's overhyped. It's it's really I Jamal, like, you can't call something overhyped. No, if you hold on, seen can I, it. let me finish that my point. Too. <laughs> that, I, you have a, that's true. I could give you that much, but I do feel like people like it's just constantly thrown like on every timeline, every conversation, and I'm just having to be like, yo, bro, I, I'm not one of those people. But understand something: if everyone's talking about it, if it's everywhere, if it's bro, on I feel the like timeline, it's like one of those things where people want to fucking fit in, bro, because there's so no. many. Do- Hold on, a f- let me finish. There's a lot of dope <laughs> shows that you watch other than Game of Thrones, right? And you Not know, much. are you you don't watch do- when Game of Thrones on for the last two years? You haven't watched any shit. Well, like Master Chef. 
You're fucking with me, bro. <laughs> Dude, you know I watch mostly sports, like, all the But you time, also bro. watch, like, for example, that, um... What's that show? The Band one with... Pump Rules? No, bro. <laughs> none, of your, none of your little, uh... Millennial uh, soap opera. You don't watch Vanderpump Rules? That's not the point. I said, <laughs> okay, then. Thank you. <laughs> don't act like I you're too good. <laughs> Actually, I haven't watched all. I haven't watched this season at all. But you do watch Vanderpump Rules. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, then. Kate so don't pretty. talk about it like you're you're above it. <laughs> no, I'm not like that. I mean, like, I'm talking about, what's that one with the, the black kid who comes a cocaine dealer? That was a dope oh, uh, show. Snowfall. You, you yeah. put me on that. Oh, but, dude, like, I love how, Snowfall. How many people go hype over that? And I oh, think that I, was a great well, story. Speaking from my group chats, right? I know, like, I have like a group of friends in my group chat that we, we all watch. Like, I got a lot of them on Snowfall. Right. Told them catch up to it. I see people talk about it on the timeline too, because, and I feel like people navigate or not navigated, but they went over to Snowfall when power started to dip a bit, right? Because I mean, there was a time when when power was on, like it was like. Twitter event, like you go on Twitter or oh, yeah. Instagram, power, and people were just like, shut that shit down. you know, tweeting the fuck out of that shit because it was like that's what it was. But I don't know. Ever since a lot of the original writers left and a lot of like the original producer and everything left, it kind of fell. Power, yeah. Oh yeah, because no, I know, like sure. I think maybe it was around season three that I was kind of drifting away from it. Yeah, ever since then, like I, like it's not even a thought to me anymore. Like. No. With Game of Thrones, it's but I just, feel like, but you gotta admit, there bro. is a certain hype behind it. Jamali, I'll explain and to it's you. Understandable, Jamali. I'll explain to you because when I I only recently started watching Game of Thrones last year, like season one to three with Wolf, right? And just recently, I started I binge watched everything, and the story is very compelling. Like, if you someone that reads the books, I can say it's more compelling. I haven't read the books. I like the story, and it's well acted. Yeah. The scenes are perfect. Like, I'm sure people who read the books, when they read the books, like, and they see it on TV, it's like, this is what I imagined what the show would be like. And it's just, it's very high quality. It's like going, it's like every episode is like going to the movies. Essentially. And going and seeing a really, really good movie. Yeah. Very good quality. And that's, no, that's good. I think that's the one thing that maybe a lot of people in your position who felt this way about oh it's just it's a hype thing it's people jumping on but when you have a show that's literally just quality top to bottom where every every detail that you see on screen whether it's right in the forefront or in the background anything that's highlighted has a purpose like you don't i haven't had an episode where i felt like there were wasted scenes no i'm not saying it's i'm from the cinematic cinematic or even like story based i'm not saying it's trash i'm just i'm just feeling like the way people go on about it it's almost like if you're not watching this you're missing out on life and to me like i hate i probably like i told you last week i'll probably go back once it's all done yeah. and watch it on my own time and come to my own conclusion i hate you know me i'm not the person who just thrive you're a high. contrarian man it's, i it's fucking okay. hate it <laughs> yeah but jamal you're gonna be talking about something if imagine you like it you're gonna be talking about something that everyone already knew about a whole year ago. I'm mean, like, this is old news. I, I understand that, but I'm but trust me, Matthew and I watch a lot of similar shows. We hardly talk about them. We we it's understood that the show is dope, and we know each other. We watch it. We don't discuss shit. But I'm not a person not as who. Good. Huh? I hate to admit this, but those shows aren't as good as Game of Thrones, quality wise. I, I mean, it, it it depends on what you're looking for as value. 
if you're talking this about is co- top value, it's top value, <laughs> right? For you guys, because you guys are actively watching this. Maybe when I watch it, maybe I'll feel the same way. Until then, you know, we'll play by ear. But play don't call it overhyped if you it's, haven't seen it. That's the thing. It's one of those. I never said it's overhyped. I said I feel like it's overhyped because so many people. It's just like. Let's just put it this way. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm not gonna say that. No, I'll put it like this. Don't allow your feelings to interrupt your ability to just dive into it. No, absolutely. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's like it's like. For example, like The Wire, I think The Wire was a dope-ass show. Yeah. Like, it was really worth every aspect of it. But I wasn't, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I had that urge to be like, I mean, maybe it was a different era, too. There was social media wasn't as jumpy as it is now. So. Yeah, but if somebody were to, like, today, start watching The Wire and, and have those emotions that we had about it and be like, oh, shit, like, I can't believe I'm only now seeing this. Right. I would look at them the same way I'm looking at you. Where it's like, well, join the club. Like you're here now. And Jamal, you when, know, the, like, when the wire was out, everyone was watching yeah, that. that too. Everyone yeah. was watching. Anything, it. Like it's an HBO show, so it's like you had to have, like you had to go out of your way. It's not like today where streaming was like you had that right, streaming right. access, but like back then, if you were watching, it's because you spent the extra money to get HBO, so you can in, digest and invest yourself into the show. And the fact that you have so many people that the second the season like the premiere of the season was announced they either got hbo craze or whatever they needed to get Bro, so they could watch it live i literally o'clock. work for <laughs> a cable company there you it's go it's the most it's like every third call it's like i need hbo like since january yeah i need hbo could you give me a deal on it yeah but that's <laughs> that's that's what and i was I'm, going to say that's because of quality, it's a quality. I mean, not network. all the time. Not because that's, there's a lot of people following something that there's quality behind it. We can't. The two are not correlated. No, I, and I agree with you. Like you can't for anything for anything. And I feel like a lot of people of watch nature. it because it's such a popular conversation that they don't want to feel left out. But so the reason it's a popular conversation is because it's so damn good. And, I, I, and, and I'm not going to dispute the that. fact that you get a show where visually it's good. Script wise, it's good. It's written well. It's shot well. There's nothing that feels wasted. You get emotionally attached to characters. You get emotionally attached to scenes, even. And this whole journey of you've gone now, what, 12 years, I believe? No, it hasn't been that long. The show started, I believe, 2012. Yeah, something like that. 2012, not 12 years. And from 2012 to now, 2019, we've been on this journey of not just watching these characters, but watching these actors grow into these characters and really just encompassing what George R. R. Martin originally put in book form, a book that the very first one came out in the 90s. So the attachment that a lot of people have first off stems from the original Song of Ice and Fire book series where... You had just so much in that that they were able to pull this incredible epic and create this series that generates for people who didn't even read the books in that sense and have that first literature attachment to it. So for that to happen, it's not a coincidence. All right, man, let's talk sports, man. (laughs) 
You don't even know what happened in sports. Who did the Giants draft? I didn't get to watch that. Okay, so you're not watching anything. So why do you want to talk about anything? I'm sad in sports, but it's okay. I, I'm, I'm, I have, you know I have no hope right now in my Giants, okay? <laughs> you don't have to rub salt in the wound. There's no point of you doing this. Hey, you guys passed on the second. Look, you guys got a quarterback. You got Daniel Jones. But it, it, I, I don't You know. could have had Haskins or Locke. Jamal is not going to join your side, Tyler. He's not going <laughs> to. I, I doubt he joins the Browns. I mean, they got Baker Mayfield, so, you know. Yeah. And, oh, your boy OBJ's over there now, too. I mean, I'm going to watch your game. I'm going to cheer for you guys when you're not playing the Giants. I don't think you're playing the Giants this season. Uh, the Browns? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know your guys' schedule. I don't think so. So, yeah, let's talk about your football. But, no, nah, man, I, we talk about that big shot. Big Sean? Big shot. Oh, big shot. <laughs> that Lillard. Lillard. I can honestly say that was the best game of the playoffs so far. Yep. Like, I stayed up till 1 a.m. to watch that damn game. It was so good. Is it me, but that shot was... I'm not saying it was a lucky shot. Oh, it, it was hit, meant to be. He's been hitting shots like that, though. It was meant to be. The, especially the way he was hitting shots all night. Right. No, he was on fire yeah, for sure. Like He was, in he his, was just he in, was the in the zone. zone. He, was, he had his <sighs> flow. And the second I saw Paul George up there, I'm like, they're not going to double him. He's out there 40 feet. He's going to hit it. Like, he's going to hit that shot. I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I was surprised to see him even take it. I thought, like, when Paul... Because Paul George was late to get up on him. So well, I thought he was going to just and, and drive. And that's the because Paul was basically sitting by the three-point line. Yeah, like waiting. He, and, and for him, it's like, in any situation, even if it's Steph Curry up there, you know? Like, if you're 40 feet out, take your technically, shot. that is a bad shot. It is. In all technicality. No. Right. Not no, it them. is. In the game of basketball, it is, it is a bad shot. A 40-foot shot is not a good shot. Yeah, but if you're making over 50% of your 40-foot shot, that's not a bad shot. That's a, that's a shot they make. But what I'm saying, like, we understand the flow of the game and what was happening, but just in literal science of the game, a 40-foot shot is not a good shot. So if, he's, if I'm waiting for you at the three-point line and you're standing out there, you saw Paul George waited to see if he was going to come closer. Right. Until he... No, that's not bad. If you're waiting we'll at the perimeter, at forty feet away from the net, yeah. bro, your coach would yell the mind, shit out of you. Portland's in the bonus, so you can't foul him. It's a tie game, and the clock at this point it's running down. Like All right, nine. But he so he's looking at the clock on the other side. He, he waited to see if Damon was going to come closer. He didn't. So once it hit, I think around like nine or eight seconds, he steps up. That's good defense at that point. That's terrible defense. He has no way to go drive. As soon as you see four or five seconds, there's no way he's blowing by you to drive you to go to the lane. Impossible. He's not, but that's he, what I'm saying. At eight, nine seconds, he left the three-point line, and he came up to where Damian Lillard was. Right. No, he he's not, and, and keep in mind, he's at the 40, he's 40 feet out. He should have gone. You reach out at that man, point, you're giving him three shots. Nah, he should have gone on him. Not at all. But, make him, make but him, that's the thing. Make him earn the free throws. And, and, and as I said again, it's a 40-foot shot. You want to either... Put it on him. Be like, if you're going to take a 40-foot shot, a take it. But I'm not going to go on you defensively hard when you're in the bonus. It's We're tie game. And if I foul you out here, like whether you go for shooting motion or not, that's two shots. And you're on fire. So no, no, but hold on, you on hold the line, on you're going to hit them both. So, Jason, you would rather him play close defense, put Damian Lillard at the line in a tie game. That makes no... It's a guaranteed yeah. win. Damian Lillard hit the same shot 
a half before against Paul George. The same, the same spot, the same it garbage doesn't matter. defense. It doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. In a tie game? No coach in, in that position game. will tell you to get tight on You're him and crazy. play him like Dave, white Dave on Damian Lillard always plays. He always scores from there. So let me ask you a question. Play. Let me same ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You said 40 feet away from the net, he hits above 50, right? Damian Lillard and Steph Curry. Yes, right? If you're, if, you're, no. if you're getting these people who shoot above average compared to anyone else, right. and you're leaving them open, right. they're going to make you pay. Okay, Same so let me ask, Kevin Durant, so let me ask like the that. question again. Let me ask you a question again. Mm. They hit 50 plus percentage from 40 feet away. Okay. Right? That's, let's say, a one in two chance that he gets it in. Okay. What's his percentage at the free throw line? He's an 85 plus percentage free throw so shooter. You Hold playing on. bad defense? You playing bad defense and let him score that is is better than I will take my chances every fucking day at that position because well, you you're wrong because no, he scored. No, it's a no. tie game. He scored. It's a tie game. It's a tie. Jason, even if he got three shots, went to the line and hit one, it's over. I Paul can understand George if you have a foul three to feet give. on him. Three feet on him. No, nah, that's he, Paul George. I, I think he might have been late laying back at the three point line. He would have, he should have came halfway like he did yeah. when it was like seven seconds on the clock. But to play him close, that to me is just throwing the game away. Like you can play him close with that amount of time left, tie game with a foul to give. That you can play him close. You could try to go for the steal if you and don't. And a timeout. Get, yeah. So you could advance the ball. Exactly. There, he, they had nothing. He did what he, what's the best. Possible scenario is take that shot. There's a fifty percent chance you get in it, or we're going to overtime again. Yeah, that's the best scenario. You you foul him, you lose the game, guaranteed. He didn't foul him, and they lost the game. But that was a, that not. was a chance worth you, taking. You don't want to foul him when you don't have a foul to give. And the point is, he made the same exact shot a half. Before. And you know what? That's a shot. That's a shot defensively. You're gonna have to live with. Yeah, and you have any no coach choice. will tell you that if he's gonna stand out there 40, 50 feet out. And take that shot, yeah, and he let him makes take it. it. He's meant to make it. Would yeah. you leave Steph Curry open taking those shots? If, if it's the same situation, no, I'm, I'm asking you. If it's Steph, the same situation, yes. you play him the exact same way. Steph Curry, yes. All right, you're gonna lose the game more than fifty. But that's what I'm saying. If it's a forty foot shot, more than forty, more let than him take the shot. Time. Hell yeah, bro. There's a fifty percent chance he's gonna miss. There's a more than fifty percent chance he's not gonna miss. No, they're like if their percentage over fifty, Dude, they're this not fifty six percent. This is not the eighties, nineties basketball anymore. These people are hitting threes from the ceiling, dog. What they should have done? They're hitting threes from the ceiling. What I think OKC should have done was at least show the double team. No, what, what they should have? No, they should have shown the double team, push him off that position. He would have obviously tried to get the ball to the open man. That would have burned time. And you don't want to have that ball in Damian Lillard oh, hands at all. I think that I think that's their mistake. No, their mistake. Paul was, George is not to be blamed for that shot. What their mistake was, their mistake when doing in that whole situation was having Westbrook, and that's what I'll call him Westbrook, do these stupid J.R. Smith moves and missing that bullshit layup that he did. Well, and without giving it to Paul and George, and that's another thing. Westbrook, before. that's his. That's his fault. Especially when Westbrook's. Shot wasn't dropping. He tried to go and drive the lane, and 
he was doing a lot of circus shots rather than just going straight up. At that point, you got to turn into a purist point guard and start facilitating the ball. Like you got to get it to your teammates. You got to like if you want to pound the paint, you got to get it to Stephen Adams. You got to make sure that you're moving the defense. At that point, they were literally just lining themselves up, knowing that he's going to be forcing everything. Right. And they would just wait for him to slip in, hit him with a double triple team, and essentially just shot himself out of the game and shot the team out the game at that point. He's never going to win a championship on that team. I mean, no. I mean, I'm not. I I, I don't think they're 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 a final caliber type of team. But obviously, he could win with OKC if they get the right pieces. I think their biggest move was to the worst move, honestly. And I'm not biased because I know Jason's going to tell me I'm biased right now. Was to get rid of Carmelo. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Carmelo may not have been the greatest piece. But I think Carmelo playing defense, if, if Carmelo was in that position. Wait, did he say Carmelo playing defense? Is that what you said? He's a longer player than Paul George. Yeah, but Carmelo He's a pretty decent defense. rebounder considering I, the yeah. drop in athleticism yeah, but he his, had. His defense is not on par with Paul George. And in fact, when they got rid of him, their defensive percentage got up. They were the best in the league in defense. But keep in mind, and, and I agree, his yeah, defense isn't on a as team good basis, as Paul George. But, but that's on a team basis, though. But I'm talking an on an individual. Individual? No, I see. No, I didn't, no, no oh. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you have an injured Paul George, injured shoulder injury. You could have had Carmelo in the sense, and I don't, honestly, I don't think they were any better or any worse because as far as the record showed, they weren't any better or any worse, worse without, with or without Carmelo. Yeah, so. But in a situation where you have an injured Paul George, having a Carmelo, even though he doesn't play the best defense in the world, just a longer guy who can get an arm up there quicker. Could on create the his own shots. He would have yeah. helped West. What do you mean? He needs to turn into a spot shooter. One of his biggest problems was that he was trying to create his own shot too much. Bro, I think the problem with that team is the way they play ball. And when I say the way they play ball is that you would have Russell Westbrook, who is a decent basketball player when it comes to athleticism. He can sh- he, he's really athletic. Fundamentals, questionable. <laughs> but if you had a, a guy like Carmelo... During that series, who was going to help, well, facilitate, would have scored. Paul George could have still been injured. I think they would have stand a better chance. No. You can't say that. Houston got better defensively as soon as they got rid of Carmelo. Absolutely. So that's my point. But No, but you're, you're, you're also looking at a team where there's Chris Paul, P.J. Tucker. You have Gerald Green, who could shoot like a motherfucker. You oh I forgot to mention Mr. Beard himself and then you have uh, their their James big Harden guy. Harden play defense. Who? James Harden can score. James Harden don't play defense. It doesn't matter. He can score. That's the he whole point. He gets enough steals a game yeah. to credit him for a bit of defense. But that's what I'm saying. Getting rid of Carmelo in that position obviously looks better. You're getting the the ball in younger players who could shoot who are more athletic than Carmelo. But Dude, for OKC, they should have kept his ass. You can't keep one player just for that one play, that one thing that might happen because you don't know. Imagine if they had Carmelo and he was I playing regular game. I will say this against that. You don't that. know what's going to happen. Uh, you think the Every Lakers team kept Parker because he was great? What do you mean Parker? Whatever his name was. That le- he had a sister, uh, Candace Parker's brother. What's his name? He played for the Raptors. Oh, um. That's how good he was. You forgot his <laughs> name. Uh, but him, he wasn't necessarily a great basketball player. 
But in moments where you needed... You need role players. Role players, you need him. Carmelo was... And the thing about it, he accepted sort of his position coming off the bench. No, he didn't. He even said, me coming off the bench? He said, yeah, that, the that biggest was, problem that was, was his ego. He no, no, no. Ego but, no, no, no. He said that in, the, in an interview before when they yeah. asked him if he was okay coming off the bench. Once he was there, he was playing... He wasn't complaining. Well, I mean, he couldn't complain. He, he was getting the numbers where they needed it. And look, he was averaging, what, 17, 18 points a game yeah. with OKC. So, I mean, he was doing what he had to do. Hmm? And all I'm saying is you guys make – I wouldn't make no excuses for, for Carmelo. Every team every team that's left Carmelo has been better. <laughs> well, it's not on. What's wrong? I think it's coming from that. It's not my – no, we're no. just trying to fix our streams. Okay. <laughs> but no, it, it sucks. I feel bad for Russell. I don't. He got a triple-double. He's happy. <laughs> Bro, you know it's funny? Because if Kobe was in this fucking position, no, if Kobe... you would have talked so much shit about how crappy the team was. Well, I'm not comparing the a both. Mamba mentality. Westbrook has a Mamba mentality. mentality. So you can't go both ways. You know what I mean? Kobe, yeah, hey, Kobe, Kobe said shoot. it himself. Rather I'd rather see them. somebody go 0 for 20 than 0 for 7 because if you go 0 for 7, that means you defeated yourself. But did you see what Kobe tweeted after the game when Dame hit that shot? What? He said, Mamba been telling everybody about Dame since 2013. A he, lot of people have been telling about people Dame. about Dame for a long time. But that's the thing. But we <laughs> all, when you see how Westbrook plays, he's a stat chaser. That's what he is. But so is Kobe. Not really. Yes. When Ta- I would rather you know, shoot than pass. Kobe has the second most <laughs> assists out of guards, of, of shooting guards. The second most assists out of shooting guards. How are you saying Kobe don't pass? Hey, those are his words. Don't ask me. Ask I'm him. not saying true. Kobe didn't pass. We just know Kobe liked to shoot. Yeah. And we know what the Mamba mentality is. It's go out there and put it on your shoulders, whether you win or lose. Do what you got to do. Hey, Westbrook got his triple doubles. That's what he does. Do you know? You Kobe to- scored 60 and still lost that season. So what's your point? And Kobe scored 81 and demolished teams. I don't know what you're saying. Team. Uh, team. The Raptors. One team. Because the they Raptors. refused to double team him. Right. And Kobe at his old age scored 60 in against a good Utah team. So I don't know what people are trying to say. I don't know how you would find I don't know how you It not matter. Kobe is 30. Was he 35? I think it does matter. What do you mean 30? He was old. Jordan was scoring good numbers. You mean he wasn't scoring that much, but he was also older than Kobe. If he takes 60 shots to make 60 points. He didn't take 60 shots. Mixed yeah, he probably I know he did. took over no, he 40. Didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. He took a lot. You know what? You're, you're in his final, final game. We're on the stream right now. Prove it. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to be quiet. I don't hear you. I'm not going to go Google shit for that. If you can't prove it, I mean, we then could, don't talk about it. We could. We could, but I'm not Keep going to. Keep the conversation to. going. I know he took a lot. I'm not. He didn't take 60. That is an exaggeration, but I'm quite sure he took over like 35, 40 shots. Plus 40. It's it okay. was a lot say, of shots. You can say, you can say whatever he wants. Look, I know look we knew it. it was his last game. We knew it. it. It's kind of what happened with Dirk. Yeah, Dirk. They just fed him the ball, but Dirk also didn't need sixty shots. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is Kobe scored more than Dwayne Wade and Dirk in their final game. Both. They you both know scored. what Dwayne Wade and Dirk like to do? Facilitate. Pass the ball. Yeah. They like to get their teammates involved. How, how much of their teammates <laughs> actually love actually love them? Kobe couldn't say that. What are you talking about? You think Kobe was loved by his teammates? Shaq wants Kobe to be the G, the, the next president of basketball operation for Lakers. That's the biggest praise from a Hall of Famer you can get. 
I mean, if it Kobe was, takes that job, he's crazy. First of all, it's like Kobe is probably one of the most decorated Lakers ever. So it only makes sense that he would step into a role like that with the Lakers. But let's be honest, when they were teammates, Kobe wasn't his really cup of tea. So let's not fuck around with this that. This still won five championships, more than your um, uh, Bronze Sexuals and whatever his name is. Doug. Who? The LeBron. what? LeBron. I told you. What did you call him? Bronze Sexuals. That's what you call you guys. You call you Bronze Sexuals because you're like so loving LeBron. <laughs> Bron, you're, you're a rapist supporter. I mean, we could go all day with name calling. <laughs> He made 22 field goals. He attempted 50. Thank you. Was it 60? 50. I said, fifth, I said, said 40 60. plus. No, I, I said, said 60. I said, I said 40 plus. And I said, I'm exaggerating, but I know he shot at the very at least, least over 35. 35. And I said 40 plus. How old was Kobe when he did it? Oh, now the age is coming in. Yeah, because if you're letting a nearly 40-year-old hit, uh, get 60 on you. Kobe wasn't on. nearly 40. Fuck out of here. He's not even 40 yet. I, I love Jason's spin move. That you learned it from Kobe. No, that, <laughs> and that you know, no, it, it wasn't even the Kobe spin. Move. That was the Drew Brees Ooh. spin move. That's how good that spin move was, Jason. That was him, incredible. Mad. He went from he hit sixty. He didn't. He didn't take those many shots. To well, how old is he? Yeah, that is. In, and he didn't even take a beat on that one. It was just automatic. Mad. Yeah, you guys are mad. Especially he would make, I'm not mad. He no, would Jamali's make excuses. I am I'm not, not mad, mad at either. all. You are especially mad. Why would I be mad? Because you, are, I've seen your type. If LeBron, <laughs> you're going to say, well, LeBron does all this. LeBron, LeBron only has three championships. Okay, but basketball is a team sport. All right, and Kobe had a better team. Okay, so you're telling me that if you're talking about fucking championship, then we should be talking about Robert Ory being a better player than Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Or as good of a player. If you're talking championships now. And then we should be putting hey. in Tim Duncan in this conversation. There's a lot of motherfuckers we could put with championships, bro. I'm talking. Stop talking championships because you know that's what he has over. All Le I know is Future got LeBron a song James. about Robert Ory. What? Future got a song about Robert Ory. I never heard him make a song about Kobe. He don't support rapists, bro. <laughs> Kobe's Kobe's winning Oscars, so oh, what does he need a song oh. about him for? Oh, he's winning Oscars. Yo, bro, you're. <laughs> I'm not. Anything for I'm Kobe, not saying bro. Anything, it's not anything for Kobe. You you haven't told me a player who's better than Kobe yet, yet, except for Michael Jordan. I'm talking about his era. The thing you, you guys fail to understand. About Tim Duncan. No, not Tim Duncan. Tim Why Duncan. not? Tim Duncan hasn't won two straight championships in his whole career. Oh, so now that's a problem. That that is a problem. Basketball is a, is a fucking it. team sport. Stop, Stop talking championships. championships is a team no, effort. But to get to the championship and win it two times with that same team, that's what Kobe did with Gasol twice. Okay, so in, then Rip Hamilton whole, is better than Kobe? Career, is Rip career? Hamilton better than Kobe? He won back-to-back. -back. Didn't they win back-to-back -back at Detroit? Uh, no, I no. think they only won one. They won one? No, yes. they won more than one ring. I don't think they won back-to-back. -back. Who won back-to-back? -back? I'm not mistaken, but I Wayne, Wayne won back-to-back. -back. I would say Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan is, in, uh, is in the argument. You can have a good discussion about Tim Duncan. A player of that era? Tim Tim Duncan. Duncan. I'm not putting Tim Duncan there because his teams weren't consistent when well, he no, had the same team as Lakers. You're not putting him there because you're biased because you're a Laker fan. No, I'm doing my facts. It's facts. What, what the, fact? The fact that Tim Duncan's numbers, his career stats, his equal championships to Kobe Bryant. And they had like... Th they went they don't even have close to the same numbers. 
What? Two different positions. Two different different position. Same team. Hey. Same same team in the Gasol era. You didn't eras. say who as a shooting guard is better. You just asked which player who, in that who era is better. And I, I'm not saying outright Tim Duncan's better. I'm saying he's in the conversation considering the guidelines you have put forth. And I'm not I'm not being biased either. But if you put McGrady should be in that conversation. McGrady was a great player. He might have never won championships, but if he if he was put in the role where Kobe was in this, on the same team, he would have done the same thing. His biggest gripe was the fact that he got a back injury. Yeah, like come on, you can't just because what you're gonna just eliminate them because they didn't win championships. No, there are. Carl Malone players. is not good no more. John Stockton's not good like, no Carmelo more. Carl Malone is arguably like, the greatest power forward ever played. Right, by. because they never won championships. No. So what's your, why, why do you bring up championships so often with Kobe Bryant as a, a pillar because of defense? Because it's not only the championships. It's what he brings to the game to get to the championships. And that's what you keep forgetting. What does LeBron. he bring to the game? You're always saying, oh, LeBron is LeBron. Is no, that. I never. Did, you, did I mention LeBron James in this conversation? I'm not talking not about once. this conversation. I'm talking about general conversation. We're talking about this conversation. We're, we're talking, talking about this conversation. conversation. I'm talking about general conversation because that's what we're talking about. Okay, what did I say about LeBron? Because you're saying, oh, LeBron's better than Kobe. This, LeBron's better than Kobe. That, Mike. Well, I mean, if you're talking stats, we could pull up stats, bro. Okay, pull up the stats. But hey, you guys keep talking, I'll find stats. No, LeBron, but you could pull LeBron up stats. LeBron lost six finals. Six finals. Kobe went to eight straight. Uh, how much eight Kobe straight? Kobe lost two finals. But he went to eight straight? No. Okay, so he didn't have a chance to it's fucking... It's very hard to bring a team, based on your guidelines, to eight straight finals. Come on. But lose six times? It doesn't fucking hey, matter. Whoa, 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 whoa. By your guidelines, to bring a team to eight straight and win, I said and win. If you want to record, did, did I said Kobe and win. Bring a team to eight straight and win. No, okay, Kobe then. couldn't even fuck. So let's let's look at what Bruh, it takes to on. do something like that. And keep in mind the way you have a championship in there where the greatest team by record in the NBA history was up three one. Yeah. And they came back. And lost. And they were the only team to ever come back from a 3-1 deficit. The only team in history to do that was a LeBron James team. I'm just looking at the guidelines you were setting here, but what stats am I supposed to look for right now? If anything. What do you want to pull up? I don't, like, there was a specific specific stat that you guys just said you wanted to see. I didn't but see. I, I'm forgetful of shit. So when other I started than, other than about championships, I think LeBron toe-to-toe. Where they're at, if you look at Kobe Bryant at the age of, what, 34, 35, LeBron's their toe-to-toe minus championships. I don't even know how we got here when there's so many other playoff things we could talk about. All I'm saying is... Because with Jason, he always has to throw Kobe around. He always has to come back to the Lakers. Always no, the saying, Lakers. At, 30, at 34 years old, LeBron only made the Lakers two games better than they were without him. And at 34 years old, with a broken we've Achilles, already, Kobe got into the playoffs. I'm quite sure we've saying. had this okay, conversation. But, okay, so you want to make that comparison? I'm just saying. Okay, but Kobe Bryant, did Kobe Bryant bring Mike Brown to the finals? If you're such a great fucking player, LeBron did. What are you going to tell me? Oh, no, because the East is easier. No, let's talk real shit. If you're going to bring up stupid shit like that, we could talk stupid shit. Because if Kobe's such a great player, and he had Mike Brown, after Mike Brown had championship experience with LeBron James, he should have been able to bring Mike Brown back. He didn't. In LeBron took him. In the Western Conference or Eastern Conference? Oh, not Eastside. What I, I'm a fucking... I predict shit, man. No, you're I not knew you were going to come with that argument. Because anytime he gets cornered, LeBron played in the East. Is is Mike Brown... Is Mike Brown better than Popovich? Is Mike Brown better than the Rivers? Is Mike Brown better than Rick Carlisle? I'm asking you these, these questions. These are very random... Random fucking questions. And again, it goes to back up. to my initial statement. Basketball is a team sport. It's not one fucking person who brings you to any point in the playoffs, to the finals. 
It's not. So you can't just sit here and give Kobe the praise because if Kobe was so motherfucking good, he would have won without Lamar and Gasol. And he never did. Kobe always had great help with him. Lamar was coming off the Sixth Man of the Year award when he won that, that championship with him. So where are you coming off talking shit about Kobe Bryant? I'm not disputing him as an athlete, as an individual. He's great. I can't denounce that. But to say he's a greater basketball player from LeBron, no, fuck out of here. Look, this guy came off the bench for two fucking years. LeBron came straight out of high school, just like Kobe, and literally ran a team. Single-handedly brought him to the finals once. So, come on. Like, don't, like, when you talk, other than, other, Single-handedly beat other Detroit than to get to the final, fucking though. championships, that was an you individual cannot effort. tell me Kobe Bryant is a great, far better player than LeBron James. I'm sorry. Hey, just listen to the God himself, Michael Jordan, say it. I don't give a fuck what Michael said. Michael was good in his era. There's, if I talk to a nigga who was born in the 70s or who watched basketball in the 70s, they're not giving Michael that chip. He played against a lot of farmers. They're not going to fucking say, oh, Michael Jordan's the greatest player. Come on, get the fuck out of here. Like who? No, I like Michael. I, Anybody, I always have him totally Michael as one of the best. Michael is a great basketball player. I think we need to look at things based on era. Each era has different players, and it's different bas style of basketball. Yeah, because I mean, like, we don't compare guys like Wilton, Bill Russell, to guys like Olajuwon, Michael, to guys morning, like... Uh, morning, morning was yeah, a fucking great To guys center. like LeBron, Kobe, you know Tim I mean? Duncan. Like, we, we don't you do can't. it. You can't. It's a different era, bro. Because, I mean, if we do you that we talk full about stack NBA history comparison, nobody's seen Bill Russell. Like, the conversation ends there. Okay, that makes sense. In in championships, that makes sense. Fuck championship. I'm championships just talking about a and basketball. And what he brought to a team, what what he meant to a city, like in everything. Bill Russell was that dude. He did it on the court. He did it on the court as a coach, and then he did it as a coach. Like nobody's doing what Bill. Like nobody could ever do what Bill Russell did. He was literally a coach while playing on the team. Michael Jordan would not even give himself the greatest player of all time. He wouldn't. He would obviously have a better a player before him who influenced him into the game of basketball. So for these GOAT titles to be thrown around, like we got to cut it out because there's, there's far too many stats we could look at that, you know, LeBron, and I'm sure there's going to be somebody who's going to outstat LeBron in the future, probably Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? Well, with all that being said, to steer it back to the playoffs as they are right now. Yes. <laughs> okay. OKC's out. My Magic, unfortunately, are out. Who do we got? I think we have, what, Boston versus the Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks in that one. How do you guys feel about that matchup? Boston's going to win. You think Boston's taking out the Bucks? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold take. I like that. I respect it. Win. And how much? Hmm? And how much? It'll probably go seven. Oh, they'd be lucky if it goes seven. They better do it faster than that. What are you laughing about? No, nah, my boy, Sniper. Oh. Shout I'm having out to problems you, with Sniper. the stream. I can't even, like, I go on and it keeps freezing on me. So uh, sorry, guys, that I'm not in there chatting it up with you, but. You know, I mean, it, he, he does, have, you know, he's like, tell me to put some respect on, you know, Kobe's name. I did. Kobe is one of the greatest player of all time. But. I can't put him against, I, I just can't. If you're going to look at him as an individual and you look at LeBron individually, minus championships, 
LeBron has what four MVPs? How much does Kobe have? Like, if we start doing shit like that, well, only thing Kobe has over LeBron is those championships. I'm sorry, but Kobe was also coached by one of the greatest coach of all time. LeBron wasn't that lucky. I think everybody would love to be coached by Phil Jackson during his prime. Like I said, to get back to the playoffs as they are, huh? Philly, Toronto, how you guys feel about that matchup? Fuck Philly. I'm okay with that. Even though Toronto took my team out, I'd still like to see them do well. They will do well. I want them to get like really, really far. Yeah. And then Kawhi peace out anyways. <laughs> Hey, man, if they can go to the finals, that will be great for the country. Nah, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, I, I would love to see Toronto make it to the finals. Of and, course. Because I, I think, I honestly think that team in the finals will give any other team heartache. Of course. Like, I don't care if it's Golden State. I don't care if it's the Rockets. They will give any team heartache. They match up well with it, both of yeah. them. Yeah, so. and, and I think a lot of people underestimate what their bench is capable of. I think a lot of people underestimate what Siakam is capable of. Oh, for we sure. know what Kawhi brings. We know what Lowry brings once he gets past his first round woes. And with that understanding of what this team is built and the chemistry they have, they have yeah. I mean, Marcus Saul was probably the greatest acquisition they could have made right before going into the playoffs just because of what he does, what he brings in on the perimeter. Right. And then the fact that he has that short range and the paint game like completely on lock. And it, like all the weight is not on him, right? They still got oh, Ibaka. Yeah, they got Ibaka. Yeah, you know as what well. I mean? Like, so like they're well stacked. Yeah, I think like, they have I, I a just, good chance. And like that's what I'm saying. It's like you look at this team from the starters, we know what they bring, but that bench, what that bench provides for them, the energy that they bring, and the fact that they're not a team that when the bench comes in, they start to slow down. Slow down, no. They, they, they either maintain or actually pick up yeah. tempo. So with that understanding, I'd be very, very shocked if they don't make the finals unless they're meeting the Bucks in the ECF. That's the only team I can see really giving them a hard time. I don't know. Because, I mean, I don't think I don't think Kawhi, if they were to go up against the Buck, um Giannis is going on Kawhi. Of course, but, you know, Kawhi is going on Giannis. <laughs> And, and, and you know but that's, that's a matchup a I want to see. <laughs> but that, exactly, that's a crazy matchup. Like um, I want to see that matchup to be honest. And I mean, with you. you know, they still, you know, the Bucks have a good team as well. But I, I really would have to go with Toronto over Philly. I don't like Philly. Like their yeah, attitude, no, their attitude against the Brooklyn Nets pissed me well, off. And, and the thing about Why that, that piss too, you off. A team like the Brooklyn Nets really <laughs> like it. It exposed the fact that Philly is a team that can easily be. Incepted, like you can get in their head. Of course, they're a young team. You know, like the stupid fouls that they're committing to, like shit talk happens. You can shit talk no, all you want, like that shit. No, no, but no, it's it's the level in which it gets to the point where it affects your game. No, you know what I find like Ben Simmons potentially a great player needs to find a jumper. Can't shoot. Can't shoot for shit. Needs to find shoot. a jumper. Ray Charles can shoot better jump shot than that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, five dollars. I didn't, I didn't sign up for that contract. <laughs> Embiid, one thing that pissed me off with Embiid, I think he's, oh, man, that guy is, he's not trash, but he's not as good as he think he is. You know? <laughs> and then for him to talk shit about Bruce Bowen, who was trying to give him some good advice, yeah, that's... I think that's disrespectful, and, like, he should be fine. Like, I think the NBA need to find dumb niggas like that. That's another five bucks. <laughs> you know, no, this reminds me of a conversation you and I had years back. Who? You and I in high school, we had years back. Okay. Um, me and Jamal, um, 
when you're talking about basketball players who think they're good, who are better than they, they think they're better than they actually are. Um, I can't say the person's name. <laughs> he's probably watching it. Oh, you're fucked it. up. I'm not even having this conversation. I know where he's going. With I have no clue where he's going. So please enlighten me. Don't mention any names. Oh, no, not we never mention names here. Because, Bullshit. Because no, we bleep it if he does. No, no. But it's live. We can't bleep anything. They can hear. Yeah, this. well, we're alive. Mind your tongue. <laughs> no, you what too. I'm, what I'm saying, no, is like we were watching. We we're like I don't know. We we're like playing basketball or something like that, and. The guy was just like very, very slow in moving the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought he was better than he was. So like all his handle and dribble, all that shit was just slow. And he was thinking he could hit Is shots. Is he one of those guys who comes to the court in like a full jersey? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Nothing like <laughs> that. Because usually those are the type. No, nothing like that. <laughs> but he can shoot. That's one thing I can tell you. He could shoot. He had but great fundamentals. He just had poor footwork. Poor he footwork. was very, very, very slow. Like, he was one of those kids who, like, grew up... Too fast. Too fast. Too fast. And, and then he was still trying to, like, fit yeah, into his body. Yeah, he was into his body. Like, right. it was like, he had a a six, a seven-footers game, but with the height of a um, Don't a give a height out. A guard. Don't, don't. There's no point of doing all this. I mean, it is what it is, right? <laughs> no. I mean... We don't I, know who this person is, so uh, you don't. We'll talk off air. But no, but I feel I feel like really and truly, Embiid need to put some respect on the game of basketball. Um, what happened with him and the Nets? I think he well, wasn't at fault. Specifically, he wasn't at fault. I would no. never blame him for something like that because he really. I don't think his intent was to create what end up happening thereafter. But what really pissed me off was his Bruce Boyne comment. And I think one of the greatest defensive player, well, dirtiest defensive player of all time. He was, he was quite dirty. Yeah, quite dirty. <laughs> Did that stick out the foot? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that thing fucked up. He fucked up Kobe's life. <laughs> Dude, fucked up Kobe, fucked up Ray Allen. Vince Carter. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean. Dirty. Sticking out that foot. Yeah. But I mean, like, also, he, he won championship. These Philly is acting like they've won something. Well, I'll, I'll put it like this. And I am a type of person who... I have absolutely no problem with shit talking. If you want to go out there, you back wanna, it up though. Yeah, you want to go out there talk shit, go for it. As long as you maintain it in the realm of it's not low blows. You're not just disrespecting family members. You really just keep it within the sport and the game. Well, you shouldn't like Kevin Garnett. Well, Kevin Garnett, he had some moments. Oh <laughs> man! But the. No, that's not true. I was about to say it was always like about the person, and that's not no. true. <laughs> Kevin, honey, not cheery. Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Kevin Garnett is the fakest tough guy I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't life. think he's the fakest tough guy. Well, look, Kevin Garnett was good at what he did. He got in your head to throw you off so that it improved his and his team's game. Yeah. No, but I never seen him. Even I mean, that another person like that was Gary Payton, but Gary Payton was tough as shit. No, Gary but fight. But what? But Kevin Garnett, because he never fought, that makes him a weak link. No, he hit in a bus when Carmelo came after him. The one who did the most back backpedaling <laughs> in the in the garden. Well, I mean, <laughs> like saying, but Carmelo backpedaled all the way to the fucking bench when Nate Robinson <laughs> went after him. <laughs> that was ridiculous. So let's Nate, not. But, but like Robinson I said, in, in Carmelo's defense, what? If you strong. if you tell me my girl tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. I gotta meet you. Like, <laughs> you probably want to know how you found that out. <laughs> I, we, I gotta, I gotta ask you some questions. Like, it's that simple. Whether it's true or not, why do you have that opinion of my woman's flavor? Well, I mean, maybe her brown skin. <laughs> Akeem, Akeem said we should soft drop names. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. Akeem, love you to death, bro. See what you're doing out there. Absolutely not. Yeah, Akeem, we saw him in commercials and stuff like that. What commercials? Um, Please learn to eat a burger. Oh, wow. Hey, I didn't say nothing like hey, that. No, I've said this to him. It's a, it's a running joke. He knows it. It's all good. <laughs> That's not hate. It's not shade. You want to hear name drops? No, we ain't dropping no names. We bro. are saying absolutely no names. Again. We don't snitch over you here. You can come to the studio, and then after the recording, we can drop all the names we want. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, should we talk about Tyreek Hill? Do you know what happened with Tyreek no, Hill? No, I didn't pick that up. Well, Tyreek Hill is in a lot of hot water. What did he do? The domestic dispute, uh, domestic abuse against no, wait for it. You remember the original lawsuit that was brought right. up that got dropped because right. his wife or girlfriend basically vouched for him. Right. There's a recording that she released where you hear him threaten her. Talk like the kid talks about how Tyreek beats him. And it's like literally full on recording. You hear the child's voice, her voice, and his voice, and him threatening the his girl, saying how you you should be scared of me too, bitch. Like it's damning evidence wow. against him. But why she released that? I mean, a lot of times we look at these situations, especially when you have somebody who was originally protecting an abuser, and it comes to a situation now where possibly after this whole thing happened and he got off, and like you had the investigators were saying. We believe there was abuse here, but because they didn't have any like hard evidence, they couldn't do anything against him. Right. And then the only assumption we can make of this, of her releasing this now, is that when it was all said and done and he was cleared, he most likely abused either the child or her again. Or somebody was in her ear and it was a setup. He was kind of provoked for her to tape that conversation. And well, him, yeah. If you want to set up an abuser to catch them in the act of abuse so that you have evidence against them that they're an abuser i have no problem with that if you but are you're baiting someone into a situation bro no if he it's is an entrapment ab- can't yeah do it's entrapment can't bro but this thing and i we can't say whether this was an entrapment situation or they set him up to literally well, I be mean, abusive. like how does shorty have a phone and record while he's saying all this we like, all I'm have like, phones with voice notes yeah but i'm saying the, po- the case in point is that phone obviously wasn't in a clear view of him because he probably would have mind what he was saying. And if it was, she would have to set it up before he was in that room or in a state of mind to say some crazy shit like that. You know how easy it is to just look at your phone, well, I'm, hit yeah. voice note, push record? Hey, I'm Aaron Lakoff, host of Changing on the Fly a brand new podcast on the Upgrade Network. Changing on the Fly is a podcast that dives deep into the intersections between hockey and social justice. We take on issues of sexism, racism, and homophobia on the ice. You'll hear from athletes, activists, fans, scholars, and even musicians who love hockey but want to keep the jerks out of the game. Think Colin Kaepernick or Serena Williams, with skates and less teeth. It's your perfect antidote to Don Cherry and Coach's Corner. Hey, Don, what do you think of changing on the fly? Not the left-wing, pinkle media, bleeding hearts, guys. What are you, nuts? Anyways, you can find Changing on the Fly wherever you get your podcasts or visit us online at changingontheflypodcast.wordpress.com. Yeah, the best thing we can make is a good old hockey day. Day, day, day.
Hi, I'm Tristan Damour. You might know me from the Scrum Podcast. Hi, I'm Harrison Mulo Jason. You might know me from, uh, anyway. So we're here to tell you about a new podcast miniseries called Hebemus Pod. It's a show about HBO's The Young Pope. Every episode, we'll feature a guest viewer to talk about an episode. Will they have a fresh perspective on the show, two years after it aired? We sure hope so. It's very simple. We talk about three things. A highlight, a low light, and the very famous Cherry Coke Zero character of the episode. Yes, yes. Uh, and we hope you tune in right here on the Upford Network. Like, it doesn't take that much. I, I do know that. it doesn't take that much, but I don't know. I, I think it could have been a bait situation. I don't trust. I don't trust it. I, I feel like. I feel I like. I feel from, like it's one of those things. Look, from what we've known, we they've know always they done reop- that shit. We re- they reopened the investigation. Because of course, he is somebody who, in the past, has had other domestic violence right. things against him. Like he was in when he was in Michigan, he had it. And before he got drafted with the Chiefs, there was another situation that came up. Like right. it's not like this is a one-off where it's just happening now. Like there's a pattern here. No, there's a lot of but a lot of NFL players. It's patterns. damning as hell to have literally your voice saying, like, threatening your girl that she should be scared of you, and then the admission of like what was happening to the child. Oh no, bro! Like it's one of those things like, where me, it's it's like it's just and the Chiefs have said straight up like so. So done. you're telling me she went on the stand, committed perjury. Because that's what she No, did. it wasn't on the stand. What, what did she, where did she vouch if, for him? If I remember from, she just, no, she didn't, like, essentially she just didn't go against him. So, therefore. I can't remember if they're married or if his boyfriend. Either way. I know she just didn't, essentially she didn't testify against him. So, let me ask him. you a question. Don't you think it's fishy? She must have some motivating factor at this point to have gone and record him. Because fear. Fear? So, she wasn't fearful then when she could have done something when people were looking at him. She lied to keep herself in that position to then go ahead and record him with the understanding that something worse could have happened to her. Nah, a little fishy. No, I'm a lot saying. of it could be fishy, but at the same time, the to explain Stockholm syndrome is something that is beyond my understanding of the psychological. Right. You know, but this is essentially one of those things where it would be the perfect example of somebody realizing the situation they're in. And like I said, if there was this moment of fear where she felt, I need to record this, I need to get out of this. Whenever that happens, it happens. To get away is the thing you need to do if you are with somebody who's abusive. Bro, I mean, it's funny that they're going after, not, I'm not saying they're going after him, but they're reopening the case. But then we had the same situation with Ben Roethlisberger years ago, well, not abusive. Yeah. And, you know, the information that was, especially in the Vegas case, uh, and like, I'll expand a bit, you know, two consecutive summers he was charged with sexual assault and, and rape. both of them, they settled. Right. But the one with Vegas, she came back and they didn't open up the case because she, it was like he was threatening her to accept what he was offering her to settle out of court. Yeah. And she came back and didn't open it up. So I find that ironic that now they're going to go open up his and, shit. And look, that's one of those things too where like we've spoken about how. That's crazy. To it's me. fucked up how that situation happened and the fact that. When that whole thing was going on, he had the full backing of the Steelers organization. Of course. That, which, if there's, especially if the situation where you have a repeat offender of sexual assault, right. for a team to just be like, no, we're 100% backing him right. in this, and we're going to make sure right. that 
this essentially all goes away, which is right. exactly what they did. That is fishy. Bro, I always find like it, I find it's fucked up and I'm not it's not a race thing. But it's always when it comes to black players, you know, the moment they get in the spotlight for some shit negative, their team backpedal like Carmelo. They're far gone. They leave them there on their own because that's what's going to happen with, with Tyreek yeah. Hill. Well, and, and for me, I just look at it like I want to see how this unfolds because just hearing the recording of it, I don't think it looks good for him. But at all. Are, could, they, could they guarantee that's his voice? Yeah, it's um, him. Yeah, it's him. Jamal, you know why? It, it's him. <laughs> like there's no dispute i didn't hear the I'll, I'll go listen to it after you know why they they backpedal and they just let the black person or the black player they let him be they be like we could just get another one from alabama <laughs> oh that's God. what it is wow no and i, and I respect you on that i'm not even laughing that's, that's, get another one. that's true that's some real shit that's you have real, adrian peterson get another one. who disciplined his child okay did he over discipline him maybe maybe he's on washington I don't give a fuck what team he's on. You need to have some level of standard, bro. No, I agree. And the, thing, the biggest thing, issue that everybody has with the NFL is that they have zero consistency. Zero consistency. They, like, they, no, they, they're very consistent. It's, no, it's they, they're only consistency. until it becomes public that they decide to hand down discipline and then the, the, no, the discipline. No, there's consistency. There's consistency when it comes to black players. I'm sorry to say that. When it comes to white players, except uh, what's uh, Jason's favorite... Jason's favorite. Uh, <laughs> Who? Who are you talking about? Uh, what, are we, what position played? Defensive back or nickelback? What's his name? Not nickelback. What's his name? Uh, team. Ravens. Your boy there. I want to say the Yeah, that's Jason's favorite player. Oh, fuck Ray Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to him, like he got the support of the Raiders, uh, of the. Uh, of the Ravens. Ravens, but every other black player, something negative, negative come out, and they backpedal. They they, hey keep, they keep create Ray distance. Ray Lewis was in the limo. And we don't know son, what happened. His son rapes people too. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and his son rapes people too. I'm not lying. It's true. Yo, I I I don't know, bro. I wasn't there. But I just find it, and, and I'm re- it's really it's really fucked up on some real shit. Like I really hate the NFL, and it sucks because you know for a lot of black families in America, you know if you breathe a child that you know could you know substantially be worth a couple millions, that you know I mean that's where they're gonna go, and they're gonna a big kid who could play ball. A big kid is gonna slam his head into a wall. And Dude, it's time to get into baseball, man. <laughs> enough baseball? enough. Get no, into baseball. No, seriously, like it's fucked up. I hate the NFL. <laughs> it's really, really fucked up, bro. It's like there's no point in getting CTA anymore. Yeah, we're just bashing our heads into each other for what? For our rich old white well, guys to get. I richer. say this as a guy who loves the sport of football. I played it. I love watching it. But what are we doing, man? Yeah, fuck the NFL. Look, let's get into baseball. Let's take over that sport. Yeah, they like <laughs> black folks over there. Baseball? Yeah. Now I like Dominicans. They're black. Oh, they love Dominican them some. Dominican and Cubans. Uh, and Dominicans Cubans, and Cubans. they're black. Love them some Dominicans. They're black. <laughs> They'll bring them across the boats and everything. Okay, Jason, you're we being are a bit problematic. That's how, that's how uh, Yasiel Puig got him. <laughs> <laughs> he got him. That's how he got him. They snuck him over. <laughs> you think I'm lying? We no, I know, not, I know you're not lying, but the way you say shit, bro, is just We need to funny. have one of those, like, we'll be back in a moment screens and just, like, put some of that, like, elevator <laughs> He's like in the background where we get too problematic. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> got a couple of Venezuelans. And, uh, <laughs> can you swing a bat, son? 
<laughs> no, Venezuelans. They won't bring Venezuelans. <laughs> Too much trouble now. Why? Well, they even said Trump. They can get like, him for the cheap. Huh? They can get him for the cheap. I'm sorry, I Lord Christ. forgive me for that statement. <laughs> 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 that, that, that's real. They well, get him back in They up. get him for the low. <laughs> nah, man. I shouldn't make fun of their situation. It's kind of <laughs> fucked up. You're horrible. That was a bad joke. Oh my I God. apologize to any Venezuelans. We're just going to go all the way negative, I guess. <laughs> Jason started it with Ray Lewis comment. I tried to You brought up Ray Lewis. I didn't him up. But you didn't have to bring in his son raping people. <laughs> I'm just telling the truth. What, do you want me to lie to the people? And I was going to do some would you rathers, but I mean, at this point, nah. we, are, we are in the pits. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. I'm just saying, Ray, Ray Lewis, to me, is in the same category as Bill Cosby. That's why I see him. Same category. <laughs> Same thing. They talk about they talk bad about black people and they have their own shit they can't even handle. Either Bill Cosby raping people, allegedly. I mean, technically Ray Lewis handled his bad shit. Maybe not in the right way if he did it. I mean, it's it's all He's a God friend man, okay? He prayed on the sideline. On two knees. On two knees. You know, on two knees. <laughs> Knees, fucking preacher. No, leave Ray Lewis alone, man. I will never leave Ray Lewis alone ever. This dude was yelling at all of Baltimore to tell their kids to go home, yelling at their parents, yelling at the kids while his son was raping white girls in some college (laughs) somewhere. Are you serious? Didn't happen at the same time, Jason. It happened at the same time. The fact that it happened, it happened. Yeah, but I'm just saying, (laughs) like, and like, I mean. It's easy to give advice when you're not necessarily, you know, subject to to these issues. But this was, you're talking about the whole Freddie Gray situation, right? No, no, no. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when when Freddie Gray got murdered. When they had all the riots and all that stuff going and stuff, he was telling all the kids, oh, go home and stuff like that. But But that's not a bad advice. I mean, he should have told his son to keep his dick to himself (laughs) (laughs) or, or not unvoluntarily harass people, but. I mean, it is what it is. Like no. he can't, he can't control his kid. And, like, and, and what are you saying now? How he got off for the NFL? He's the owner likes him. That's the only reason he got off for a lot of the things. When it came to what happened when he first got drafted, right? When he got, um, when he had the comment with the two knees. When he had the thing, <laughs> two knees. You're terrible. So they, and and the Kaepernick thing. How he said, oh, he uh, vouched for Kaepernick to um, get him a job. And I think the reason why Kaepernick said that, because he wasn't looking to get him a job. He was just like, yeah, look at this dude, and that's it. If no, you're Ray really Lewis. trying to get him a job, you can get him into the team right away. If you're Ray Lewis. That's, that's, how, he's, that's how I see it. No, nah, bro. I just think the NFL need to, to change their perspective on, on the way, they, they, the way they, they regulate situations. You can't have one set of rules for certain players. One set of rules for a next set. Um, even with what happened with um, Odell Beckham this week, with what was that guy? Was he the who was talking trash about Odell Beckham? Oh, um, um, Gettleman. Yeah, the, the gym for her, <laughs> the giant. You know what I mean, like, bro, like get the fuck out of here. Like the guy gave you some of his best years. He didn't leave. You guys traded him, like. Let him live. I know. Like, don't go and just, like, badmouth him. He didn't choose to, to leave your, your organization. Your organization got rid of him. 
expendable but, players, man. No, they like keep honestly speaking, I'm sorry to say, but I feel like the NFL treat like their players who are majority black like how farmers treat their cows. We'll go get another one, Jimmy. You're good for you're good for a certain time and after you they milk the shit out of you. Well, hey, you gotta go to the slaughterhouse. Unless you fall on two knees. <laughs> That's just literally and figuratively. I'm just saying. That's just how I see it. And the moment you stand up for some shit, like black I mean, bald. You know what I mean? Like, like Plaxico's career was over over bullshit. He shot himself. He in shot the himself in the leg and in he, a state that had one of the most strict gun, gun laws, laws ever in the country. Yeah, that was stupid that's, by his that's part. Stupid, but, by him. But <laughs> it's but no, no, but it made no sense to keep him off the team. Though. Team, there was there's no legitimacy to keep him off the team for something stupid like that though. As, as much, I mean, as bad as it was, it, there's no reason. You want to tell me Plaxico wasn't worth investing in? Ah, oh, fuck out of here! But you know he came from the Steelers too. Huh? Steelers don't like to play wide; they don't like to pay wide receivers before he came oh, to the Giants. Man. But he came from he came to the Giants. He had, that incident happened, and no one was willing to give him a second shot. Same thing like To. To has no incidents. To has nothing on his on his on his um. Uh, Hey, on his career or anything. You know, I love Chad, Tio, uh, Ocho Senko, yeah, he had antics and bullshit, but he, he had the same thing. He also beat his wife. <laughs> While uh, allegedly headbutted her. Allegedly. And she had the big forehead. I'm I, sure he could have bumped. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> she's, she's a hustler. Oh, she's a hoe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. She's a hustler. That. It's the truth. Just all the way problematic tonight, man. No, but yo, <laughs> she be doing some questionable shit. I don't even know who the wife is. Uh, uh, what's her name? Eva Evelyn Ladoza. Like she's uh, she was also married or engaged to a baseball player. She just goes after athletes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you get them checks, she's with you. So going back to the basketball players, <laughs> I've been trying to get through these series for so time. I mean, drifting. there's no, there's no other than the Raptors and. Well, Golden State and the Clippers have Game Six tonight. Okay. Nothing. I'm trying, guys. I'm really trying. I mean, I like the <laughs> fact that Beverly's getting to Kevin. That's fucking hilarious to watch. I don't even know why Kevin's allowing that to happen. Beverly's like fucking an asshole, but he's just like just to get at people. It's just funny to watch. But I will say this: shout out to Lou Will, the polyamorous king, killing it out there. I mean, he's not polyamorous. Uh, he's got two girlfriends. Yeah, that love polygamous. each other dearly and love him. Pig polygamous. That's polyamorous. Polygamous. No, polygamous means you just any like you're open to anybody and anything. Bro, let him be a regular dude. Sympathy would add them two girls. Hey, there are regular dudes out there in polyamorous relationships. Mm, I I did see one actually. Now that you brought it up, I did see an interview once. Like sometime two weeks ago, with um, I meant to bring it up to you, uh, but then you got into your feelings with the whole Cardi B situation. Um, I got in my feelings. Um, what was this? I'll, I'll show you the interview. It's some kid. Me? <laughs> I'm talking about your whole polyamorous movement. Uh, but yeah, he's not my movement. Well, it is your movement. You're a fan and supporter of such I've lifestyle. I've participated in such lifestyle. I've dabbled. Da or dabbling. I've oh, you're done with it? No, you're no, I'm not. Now you're gonna be you're gonna be a one. I'm currently single. Oh, keyword for you being a man whore. Okay, absolutely. Why? Why do you go so far? 
I said I'm currently single. Not I'm currently fucking around. No, hauling around. So judgmental. You're not trial. I'm not. I don't even remember where I was. Yeah, I was trying to talk about Golden State, goddamn Clippers game six tonight. Try to get through these basketball playoffs. Golden <laughs> State's up, no? They're up three, one. Two. Three, two. Yeah, they're up one. Golden State's going to be like 40 tonight. No, they're not. Yeah. Yo, it, how funny Where would it be it? if Steph Curry get knocked out in the first round? If That's they one get thing. knocked out the first round, I would be extremely That's shocked. one thing about Steph Curry I never liked. He's really good in the, in the regular season. He when never played. Playoff, playoff he never time, showed up it's in, in a LA final. tonight, too. Trash. Yo, Lou Will is fucking dope. Like, he's playing some of the best basketball since and Philly. Look, if they allow him to get into rhythm early, chances are they'll bring it to seven. And another thing I hate about the fucking NBA playoffs, they got to stop having two games in between, some t- two days, sometimes three days in between playoff games, man. It's ridiculous. It's the it's that collective bargaining thing that they did to save I on know, rest. They got they got to change that, man. No, I should generate. They got to change. It. And it's the ratings thing too with the yeah. the yeah. Because I mean, like you got hockey, and it's like hockey. If you play on Monday, you're playing on Wednesday. Yeah. You're playing play on, on Friday. Friday. Like it's every other day. Go yeah, in the NBA you can play on a Tuesday, and then your next game is on a Friday. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. It's so ridiculous. Collective bargaining, man. It's it sucks. And then on top it of that, it's like you look at. These teams who, let's say they go four games, five games, and done. They're if you're waiting for an opponent, it can literally be a week, week. and a half, almost yeah. two weeks, if a game goes to seven. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Ugh, can't stand it. Can't stand it. It yeah. makes it too long for no reason. I don't know. But it'll be fun to watch uh, Golden State take that exit route. I doubt they will. Like, I'd, I'd be very shocked if tonight they lose. Even mm-hmm. though the game's in LA, I'd still be very shocked if they lose tonight. Yeah, a lot of people were shocked when they lost when they're up three one, but I mean then they were playing against the greatest player in the era, so can we not make sense? Can we stick to the matter at hand? <laughs> hey, we are. We're having a conversation. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm trying, guys. I'm sorry. Is there anything else? How do you feel about your Magic's uh, playing golf? I'm I'm heartbroken, man. Oh. <laughs> it was oh, painful. How sad. Like when it happened, I was just sitting at home. I was like, "Why?" I was you singing, knew it was hap- going to so happen. So hard to say goodbye. Oh lord! Hey, he lost two teams, OKC and the Magic. <laughs> Whoa! Here he goes. Uh, here he goes. He never found a tweet about me claiming OKC. I never looked for it. And look at what I can do in thirty in thirty minutes just to find. He tweets, never please. found anything about me claiming OKC. All he saw was me condemning the Magic around the time where they were literally. Pissing me off, being the laughing stock of the league because of all the bullshit they were running. They've always <laughs> been the laughing stock. When they knocked out, no, uh, they haven't. When they knocked out, uh, Magic Jordan. have been good some seasons, but it's bad GMing that gets them in the end. Well, like, the reason we, we are where nothing. we are right now is because two seasons ago we switched up the front office. We made a lot of changes, which is why we ended up being a forty-two and forty team this season, and. You know, hopefully we make the right moves in the offseason to improve on it. That's all I can hope for, man. But it was a good season for me. I enjoyed it. I think you guys went further than expected. I think oh, that's a plus. Dude, he, didn't, he wrote us off right away. He was like, we're only going to get 20 wins. We got 42. Thank that you. was before Thank LeBron you much. Thank you very much. Left. That's Thank you very say. much. Thank oh, you very much. Oh, now you're going to. Spin now, move. Now it's, yeah, bro. Spin move. Thank I never said much. LeBron was trash. Spin move. Huh? I never said LeBron was trash. Spin move. 
I never said he was trash. It's okay, Jay. You can't it's say a, he's it's trash. Okay. But I never said he was. But hey, you Jay. can't, even if you wanted to. Why would I want it's to? Okay, Jay. But even if you wanted to, you couldn't say okay, it. Okay, Jamal. Point is, I'm I'm proud of what my team accomplished this season, especially I'm, since nobody wanted said they were making playoffs. Everybody was saying that at the most they're going to get 30 wins. They exceeded expectations. You know, they went up against one of the greatest teams in the league, not just in the East, man. Can't win them all, man. At least they made it competitive. Thank God. What? <laughs> they made it competitive. How many games did they win? They won one. Okay. But they were competitive games, man. Hey, I don't need to take his word for it. My boys in Toronto, hats off to them. They know who they are. We had great conversations about it. And they said, yo, they respected what Orlando brought. Because most of them were just telling me, oh, they're going to blow us out every game by 30, 40 points. It's going to be a full-on sweep. I, I it was know. a gentleman's sweep. So put your brooms away, get out the feather dusters, show some respect. Hmm. <laughs> it's so hard. It shouldn't be hard. You sing it every year. You do this every year, so it shouldn't be hard. The last time the magic was good, I think we were, both, we're all in college. No, I'm just joking with you. It wasn't even Why that. Why you gotta be so mean, bro? <laughs> Come on, man. Just let me have this. Let's talk about... Um, let me have this. I don't just follow the greatest player. I follow a team. Let me have this. Now let's go back to um, the NFL draft and how the New York football I, giants did. I didn't watch any of the drafts. I, I, I really didn't. So. You guys passed on Dwayne Haskins. Which was crazy. This dude had 50... He's in Washington now, bro. Yeah. Washington's in actually pretty stacked. In a division, man. Washington's actually pretty I feel sorry for Alex Smith, though, because he might never play again, but he's good to have as a mentor for for Haskins. That's the thing. As long as, for Washington at least, if he can at the very least get back to the field, if he wants to be back on the field type of thing, and he could be there for those young guys and help them, like, coach them up, because I think they still have Colt McCoy. So he can use some like. Do they have? Is it Cole McCoy? I think he's still there because they they had Cole. They had uh, the dude Johnson, I believe. And uh, I don't know if the third string guy that was there if they let go at the end of the season. But now they have Haskins in there. But let's let's see where Haskins was supposed to go to uh, the New York Giants, Jamali. I'll tell you this though, I'm pissed at the Broncos being in the ten spot, having both Locke and Haskins there. And rather than just taking your damn quarterback at that point, trading with the Steelers, for what reason? I don't fucking know. Steelers got a good defensive uh, person with that. Which pissed me off. Yeah. So I'm like, why? we knew we were coming in here for a quarterback. Why put yourself in a position where the two best quarterbacks that are left on the board, you're going to risk getting picked up? We ended up with Locke, not the one I wanted. But at least we got one of the two that we were like, if if they're there at 10, we're going to take one. Blame Elway. Stup- I'm getting there. <laughs> Stupid Elway doing this shit. I have to check, I have to check what's, what's going mm. on with my Giants. Quick, quick thing. <clears throat> um, Akeem said <laughs> to Lanky, he said, but the Magic have been ass every season. Like, you can't after how many years of them being trash and one year they make the playoffs and be like, I told you so. Uh, yes, I can. Because you want to know what the Browns did when they won seven games and they were in a hunt for a playoff spot? I told you so. So, yeah, the fuck I can. 
I can I told you so to anybody who said we weren't even going to get 20 plus wins. I told you so. You're just happy, bro. We made the playoffs. I told you so. We didn't win. I was wrong on that. I lied about winning. I mean, you have a reason. But I told you we were making the playoffs. Well, I mean, we're supposed to say this every season about our teams. The fu- I'm supposed to be like, well, they were asked last year. They're going to be asked this year? Get the fuck out of here. What kind of fan does that? The same one who denounced them on Twitter. Oh, dude, I will denounce my teams when they piss me off. You should see me when I'm watching Chelsea matches. I, I call mean, for people's death. I mean, you, you feel bad for you this weekend. Well, we're up against Manchester United. Hakeem said, who the hell is a Browns If we fan? don't win this game. You're not going to win. If. You're not going to win. We're not going to beat Manchester United. No. You thought you were going to win against Liverpool. Yeah, I hope was, I know I hope we drew against them because I had no I had no faith in them winning against Liverpool. And they got ass beat. We lost two nil because in the second half we came up flat. <laughs> okay, relax. Akeem said, "Who the hell is a Browns fan?" Our boy Tyler. Yeah, Tyler is behind me here. Uh, and he 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 started cheering for the Browns when he heard they were zero sixteen the season previous. The new season hadn't even started yet. And he said, you know what? I'm cheering for the Browns. He wanted the last place team, chose them, stuck with them, and look at them now. I may have pressed something on the button by accident. Did you break our stream? No, I didn't break the stream. The stream was streaming, but I pressed the button by accident. So <laughs> if you hear intro music, that's not my fault. It sounds like Jason might have hit intro music by accident. I'm sure he was probably trying to look at Kobe's stats. <laughs> no. Fangirl. Why already. must you go back there? Anything right. left? What's next? Nothing new in sports, really. Nah, we got to talk about this, though. Being on me and my teams. We got to talk about how much of you guys saw the video of that 14-year-old boy getting manhandled by those two cops. Oh, I know yeah. we're tired of talking it. about this shit. I did not see it. Bro. Yo, it's disgusting. Yeah, they slammed his face Bro, into the concrete and everything. disgusting. I'm, the way then I'm happy I didn't see it because honestly, like videos like that, as of late, I try to like steer away from. Man, I mean, we I know we talk about this, and it beca- it's such a common conversation at this point. Yeah, we talk about it at least once a month. Police got to do better, bro. Yeah, like they literally took that boy's head in what four times? It was a couple of times. I can bro, remember. like when they times. lift up his head finally and they're like yelling orders at him, he's just like this. Like gushing, you look like you lost a tooth. I've always said police are the people who will become police when they were in their life before. They're bullies, they're cowards, and because they get into position of authority, they want to exercise or put out that frustration on people. So this is what police officers or the police academy looks for: people with aggression, people who have. But, I won't say all, that no, for but, all. but also think There's this in. in in like the police force, there's still a lot of like there are a lot of good, essentially. Like yeah. you have a lot of like families right. that are like you know my dad was or my mother was. And there's and a blue a wall of silence, so yeah, we, we and can't fuck with so that. it's like it, it's not necessarily just like the kid growing up who was an aggressive person becomes a cop. Like it's not really like that. But it, I think it, the structure of it systematically needs to be broken. Well, as it, it's more a matter of the old analogy of power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah and and it's it's essentially that like you have people who literally become a cop for all the right reasons but then when they're in those positions where morality gets like you have to make those choices 
that's when you you figure out who somebody is. So I'm I'm not going to go with your stance of you know it's like these bullies and aggressive people and, and outcasts and people who are just like looking for that authority. It's it's not that at all. No, no. It's, what it's I'm just, saying it's a it's a power dynamic of you you are seen as a person who is supposed to be the enforcement of law and people of law, not physical abuse, yeah, bro. That's what. Let me say it. You have people who are in a position who are supposed to be the enforcers of law, but you have people who see that and the power that comes with it, and they essentially say they are the law. And that's where the problem lies. It's not a matter of who they were prior to becoming cops. It's who they become once they realize the power they have as cops. That's what's wrong. My thing is that, why are you becoming a police officer? What is your main objective in becoming a police officer? I mean, I can't speak for the mind of a police officer. Like, is it to... I, I can only make the assumption that majority of them are going there because they want to protect and serve, which is the now, mandate of a police officer. Now, I'm glad you said that because when when you protect and serve, it's essentially that you want to protect and serve your community, correct? Yeah. Why is it that a lot of the police officers that we see aren't from the community that they're protecting? Oh, we that's, know why that is. That's a problem. That's like we know that's exactly the why main that problem. When you don't have people that look like you or um, understand where you come from, essentially, they're gonna think a different way. Oh, and we can keeping it in the base here in Montreal. Like we know exactly why, with our police force being in the biggest city in Quebec why majority of the police officers we see aren't Montreal like citizens. You have these small towns throughout Quebec who they take their police officers to give them proper training and to show them like a, a, a side of being a police officer where you will literally get the best experience. You put them in the bigger city. So you put them in Montreal, you put them in Quebec City, you put them in places where it's essentially a metropolitan type of atmosphere. They'll be here for however many years, if that much. And then they go back to their home region. And because they were in these areas, they're considered the best trained to handle any situation throughout the province. I think that's... But I also... Well, one second. Yeah. What I do believe in America, especially, like, policing stemmed from once slavery was over. Most of the people who became police officers and set up that system that we know now were slave catchers. And so they have this aggressive mindset that they need to enforce their authority on people in order to gain control. And to me, because we've seen numerous examples online where police and criminals or offenders or lawbreakers, we see very amicable interaction. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I've seen so many positive ones. Yeah, no, I've I've seen just as much that bad we can't. As I've it's seen not good. an individual thing. You know what I mean? It's a systematic. It's what goes on in the academy as to how they're trained, signs they need to look for, and what they deem to be aggressive. And the like for me personally, watching that video and watching, uh, he literally had to be at least two thirty with his knee in the back of a a fourteen year old boy. Yeah. Like, what danger does he pose to your fucking life that you need to slam his head but, over and over into a cement floor? But you see, this is, this is the thing with police now that they're getting very, 
they're getting scared of. They're getting scared of video cameras, people filming them. They're getting. But that's scared where of, the whole thing ensued from, right? Yeah, and they're getting scared of body cameras. They don't want to wear it. Montreal. They're all. They're super against wearing body cameras. For okay. what reason? I don't know. We all know. Well, it, it's as I said before. It's it's the understanding of when they get this power, how they're using it. But it, the, if the, and majority of the people that are in that position where they don't want to wear the body cameras is because they are the ones abusing power because they're the one committing all the stupid shit. Yeah. And my, this is why I say not all police. I say there are some good police, but the majority of them are bad. I think tell, no, I'll, I'll I would say, say the opposite. This. I would say it's the I'll opposite. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this why I say this. Because police officers know each other. They know what's going on in in the police station. They know who Police officers, good or bad, know who are the really bad police officers, and they don't do anything and don't say anything. So it's like, how could you be a good police officer if you're not reporting this stuff and you're not saying this stuff? You're just as bad as the police the the police officer who's doing yeah. the worst shit. Yeah, but then if we were to say that, if you were to say that, mm-hmm. and I did not, I disagree. But then we would also have to say the same thing about the black community and the brown community when they see crimes committed by their own who refuse to snitch. Because essentially, essentially, you're right. I'm not saying that, you're wrong. That's, that's what it is. It's like I think for a lot of these police officers, it's like, okay, this person might have out- outranked another person. So talking out to this person, you might end up in the district. You're not trying to go. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You might end up going to a place where you really, you know what I mean? You might get shifts. You don't know what your the outcome of it may be. And I don't think a, a lot of these people become like that. Like you said, based on nepotism. Even if it's not directly through blood, it could be, you know, a high family ranking friend is, you know what I mean? Mm. But you, they feel secure in their behavior because they know that their brotherhood would protect them. Just like how gangsters feel in their community when the community fear them that they won't snitch. So they go around doing really blatant, fucked up things and no one will say anything. Do you think I, another police officer will kill another police officer if he snitches? I wouldn't put it past it. Depends if it's on a how, corrupt cop, yeah, yeah, you. I mean, you I don't, don't put anything past go. anyone. You don't, I don't think put anything past in you murders, or Jamal, bro? Like, in all honesty, I don't put anything past anyone because you don't know how somebody's gonna react when they feel like their back is up against the wall. That's simple. I just think. I just think it's really. I think honestly, we see a shift in the pop. Well, the populace in terms of how we see. Things and I think until America sees, you know, the like black and brown men being even women, you know, we had Sandra Bland who died at their hands and all this extra shit. But until they see these heinous activities done to children and they speak out, they're not progressing, bro. Dude, we have seen it happen to children, and they don't speak out. Exactly, it it doesn't happen. Like to me, we've seen children get shot. We've seen them in this case get their heads smashed into the pavement multiple times. Right. And like I said, like for me, I, I heard about the story. I didn't watch a video. Like I, I literally, I used to be a person who, if this thing happened, I would go watch it. But I've come to a point where it was just making me so angry internally and aggressive that I, have to, avoid, I have to avoid it for my mental health. Like I can't do it. Because the thing about it is like, I'm not saying people should act violent towards police officers. I would never encourage Absolutely that. No, for no, for sure. Absolutely I, I'm not, not encouraging that. But the moment I feel like, because it's only going to be worse for anybody else who's not violent, right? But I feel like police officers need to be held accountable. 
and more so once they're in uniform. Like the moment you're in uniform and you do something that is beyond protocol, like like Jason said, I don't care who it is, you need to be called out and you need to be then stripped of whatever powers you had because of your civil servant position and face the charges. Well, and you said it right there. I think the one thing that is forgotten in a lot of these police officers' mind is that they're civil servants. Right. They work for us. Oh, hell yeah. They work to protect us. And right. that's the biggest issue that a lot of us have right now when these situations come up. It's you're not doing this for us. Like what you're doing right there doesn't help that person. Nope. Doesn't but help you or anybody else that's around. It goes into hand of like, you can't have police policing your heroes. So if something involves the police, you can't have, say for example, the SQ investigate the Montreal police or Laval police or uh, Longueuil police because they they all transfer to different departments in different seas so and they all well, work yeah, together. Yeah. Police will protect the police like that's just how it is unless it's something that's just like so damning and evident. But and that's why you, you need can't escape. You need oversight, and when you have civilian oversight, not government oversight or an agency built for it. Mm. If you have a uh, civilian oversight, like people regulate people like me, you, Jamal, whatever. That's but there's also a bias look, that's gonna it? that's gonna happen. I really think is the system, the fact that they need to stop looking at, because I was even watching a, a report where they say, because this, I watched this report after Tamar, uh, what's it, the, the young kid they shot in the park, Rice? Yeah, Tamar Rice. Tamar Rice. Or Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice. When he got shot, they did a, the cops said <laughs> he looked like he was 22 years old. <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so they did this study where when it comes to black children, the moment you hit puberty, you're automatically seen as an adult in the eyes of law enforcement. They did a study. That's an excuse. It's not use. an excuse. It's an excuse they it's, use to, to justify it. To me, it's it. poor. It doesn't matter what the fuck it, they seen as adult or not. Mm. The case on point is, the system allows them to see it that way. Yeah. The system allows you to see black as negative, brown as negative, Arab as terrorist, whatever you want to see color it. In general. Right. It's just just their way of saying, look, if it's this, it must be bad. Because how many, like even the story here in Montreal with the woman who gave birth, put the baby in a shoebox and throw it on her neighbor's balcony. This happened like three days ago in Laval. Oh, I never heard about that. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and so the neighbor, I guess, found the baby. And I mean, the baby, you know, God's willing, it, 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 you know, last I heard was they were being closely monitoring him or her. I don't know what the gender is. But oftentimes we've seen black women do crazy things to their kids and they would be demonized. And here is a situation where it's like, oh, no, we need to, you know, she's suffering from shock and Eventually, we will question her on why she did this. Put her I in mean, population. We the can fuck look you at what mean? With Casey Anthony, Br you feel me? <laughs> you know what I mean? We see this time and time again, like where justice is—we're just seeing when it comes to color, it's bad. You know what I mean? Like there's these two black women in the states that are facing. One is facing 25 years. One is facing 13 years because they send their kids to the wrong district. In school, in I forgot the states. I was reading the story. Yeah, and they're giving only like a couple months to the, <laughs> and they're giving the people who um, people who bribe universities, bribe universities to get yeah. their yeah. dumb months. kids in. <laughs> they're walking like literally gonna walk because even if you spend four months in, bro, your behavior, you're, yeah. out. you're out. Like you're you're not going anywhere. It's a different set of things, man. But that's why I understand said too. When it comes to the states, it's all money. <laughs> 
That's why I said you need oversight. Money. You need oversight. If you have the money, you will not spend the time in jail. <laughs> no, not unless they want your ass in there because you could tell me money gets you places. It didn't get Bill Cosby nowhere but in jail. He has money. Not enough. <laughs> uh, you know, he, his skin's not light enough. He's not lily white. You know what I mean? Like, that's the real deal about it. Like, it's fucked up. So Look, what, is the, what does that explain R. Kelly then? R. Kelly's been, been out of jail. <laughs> True, he's broke as shit. And he's broke. <laughs> but R. Kelly's good to have because, you know, he's like a guinea pig. Like, when they're fucking up the, the country, they just stop R. Kelly and everybody sort of get distracted. R. Kelly's <laughs> a perfect puppet. He plays into their, the scenarios. He gets fucked up interviews. No, the perfect puppet is Trump. Oh, yeah, he definitely is the perfect puppet for, for Mr. Like, Pence. R. Kelly's nothing compared to Trump, fuck. No, well, Trump. Trump is literally the perfect puppet. Trump is a fucking moron. As much as I, I, I don't necessarily... Did you see the post that uh, CNBC put up today? Where they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, under the Trump presidency, the stock market has risen to some new heights. And I'm like, bro. It's doing well. People just scared. <laughs> hey. But it's the stock market well. has been going up since before him. Yeah. Bro, people forget that. And it's still going up. The people, they, 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 they credit black unemployment to Trump. First of all, when you put in po- a policy in place, it takes at least six months to a year for you to even see changes, right? Mm-hmm. So everything Barack did in his last you know, few years that finally transgressed into positivity, he's somehow claiming it. <laughs> well, it's it ha- more a matter of they just look at it as, well, you didn't fuck it up. <laughs> like, that's all. No, but it's not even just didn't fuck it up. Like, be realistic. No, I'm saying, though. like, when they're looking at Trump, they're like, well, you didn't fuck it up. You didn't do anything that ruined it. Or his comments. And he had many opportunities where you're just like, yeah, he's going to ruin this shit. Yeah, but big, <laughs> change, big changes like that won't take effect for, like, another two, three years. Yes, of course. Of course, course not. Of course not. We know that. It's like his whole shit on WikiLeaks recently where he's like, oh, WikiLeaks, nah. Not my real thing, you know. It's not what I like. And he said I, in previous things, <laughs> "I love WikiLeaks." He's like, "I love WikiLeaks," and bro, like WikiLeaks. what? Like, did he's he special? Need to get him a new brain instead of a new. He's toupee. so special. He's beyond special. He's beyond a special. Bus. We have Donald and Mickey running the fucking White House. <laughs> Walt Disney must be proud. <laughs> I never thought the day I'll see that, bro. They're, they're really like no, you can't compare Donald Trump. But I'm just saying, like it's fucked up when it comes to. Why are you laughing? <laughs> you never thought about that? Am I the only one who thought about it? Mike Pence, Mickey Mouse, Donald, Duffy, you know what I mean? Like, I really thought of it. Like, when I heard them going up, I was like, this is funny. I'm chilling, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, they really, this is fucked up. <laughs> nah, man. But on some real shit, people got to, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think, you know, to have oversight is going to be any good because. It's, well, the reason, get, why, the reason why I say oversight is because Toronto has something like that. And in Toronto, as soon as that came in, when it had civilian oversight, crime started going... Crime or... Well, police misconduct, sorry. Police misconduct. Police misconduct yeah. started going down. But a lot of, but a lot of things... But I was in about turn, to say it was, uh, it was hot around there yeah, not too long ago. They were just shooting up malls and shit. But, but, Broad but that's damn. A, but as I think, with what I mean, crime went down is because nothing escalated because of police misconduct. So right. less crimes, less police misconduct. I'm not sure if they have the um, the cameras yet or anything like that. But because you have that oversight now and you have regular people actually looking over this stuff, it's like okay, 
regular people can be trusted with this responsibility instead of having police who just protect each other because regular people are not protecting no one Bro, they're just anyone in quebec you can't even get english and french people to agree on certain shit you, you can't go. you wouldn't even have them to agree on that they'd be like no 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 c'est francophone uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even proper french either so imagine hey, that i learned it from the quebec hey. Just speak a level of uh, franglais and you're good to go, man. <laughs> Franglish over here. Franglish. <laughs> nah, but it's it's crazy. I really I really hope that these type of shit change. And it doesn't take like crazy action because I really feel like one of these days and I really wouldn't like it because good people are going to get hurt. But I think if you push people to a point where they feel like they have to defend themselves, we're going to see good cop get fucked up. And I wouldn't want that because that's yeah. not... That's not going to solve anything. Yeah, no. I you know what I mean? Like, I just think like, cert, like I mean, there should have to have a level of conscience. You have someone subdued, bro. Like, you don't have to abuse them to that level. Yeah, and, and, and like I was saying before, like, I feel like that's just a matter of for that individual or those individuals in general just abusing their power, just feeling like they can do this and nothing's going to happen to them. And that's that power corrupting. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like, what if one of those kids somehow are thuggish and they had a gun and they saw him do that and they just bang one in the head? Because, I mean, he was so focused on the kid that it wasn't, you know what I mean? It's not far-fetched. You think someone could just be like, oh, shit, run up, bang. Then what do you say to the kid who pulled the trigger? You're the bad guy? (sighs) It's just stupid. We can't wait till something terrible happened to an innocent cop. Yeah. To then think of like how we're gonna change it, it has to be systematic, and the you know I mean we see I don't know if you saw the study too that was done with kids where they had to put in order like figurines, same figurines, just different hue, on who's bad and who's good, who's nice and who's not, and anything negative was associated to the darkest color, even when it came to black kids. No, we know that. Like that's fucked up. We know what the conditioning is with the handing down of racism is when it comes to these things. It's part of the game. Like that, that's, that's not a secret. That's not something that is unknown or unbeknownst to anyone. Like the darker you are, the worse you're going to be treated. Like we Right, but the that. point is we know this. Something got to change. And we can't wait for a drastic change. You want you know, black people to just, or color people to just rise up and start doing ignorant shit? No, of course no, not. No, no one's, it's a lose-lose situation. But it's... It's one thing to say something has to change. It's another thing to know what exactly needs to change. And that's why I say it's systematic. Because even though someone is aggressive towards you, you're a police. You're supposed to chain to defuse situation. These people are, uh, they, 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 they're there to literally throw fuel on the fire when it comes to, to, to situation incidents. We see that here in Montreal with the yeah. kid who got shot and NDG, like they don't want to defuse shit. They, they're taking every opportunity to get to enforce power at will. Yeah. And that to me is a learned behavior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, the first part we have to look at is the academy. You know, these people need to go through psychological testing. There need to be something to determine whether this person fit for the job or not. I'm sorry, if you live in a predominant or you grew up in a predominant white environment, it's whether we agree it or not. It's gonna shock you to to govern a place where there's the opposite, majority black or brown. Anyway, I'll, in regards to what you're saying here, as far as it's it's the system, it's it's even before the system. Like this type of mentality, where 
the darker hue is the dangerous one. Right. It's something that's learned immediately from those that are your guardians, those that are the ones who watch over you. Because it's not something that's universally shared across the board. It's something that is taught, it's learned, it's handed down to you. Yep. So by the time they get to the academy, it's too late. But then, no, it's not too late. Because if you're, look, if if this is something that you've been taught and conditioned to see the darker hue right. as the problem, right. by the time you're in the academy, right. like this is what, at the very least 18 years, right. that this has been your mentality? Absolutely. You're in the academy now. Absolutely. 18 years versus however many years you spend in the academy is right. absolutely nothing. Right. But that's what I'm saying. They shouldn't get in. They should no. have enough testing, you know what I mean, whether psychological, just pe- put people in real life scenarios and yeah. see how they're going to behave and conduct themselves. Enough testing so that they don't get on the street to hurt civilians. No, and, and that I agree That's with. That's why I'm saying the academy needs to stop. It's the last barrier. And it's, and, and I'm mostly, spe- I'm not speaking on like, are you talking about personal behavior? Yeah, I'm issues. speaking more in the sense of beyond just the police. Well, it's but if we're looking to really make some type of difference and effort in this. It's you have to get it at a point where it's before like societal interaction. It's what are the people that are rearing you doing to make you get to this point? But, but then to, you're, that's a, that's too hard. But to, it is. It's to, extremely hard. That's, that's too hard. That's why I'm saying the academy has. That last stand, yeah. and they should be the one because not every racist person is going to grow up to be a cop, and and that's and so yeah, that's, like, why that's why I'm I mean. saying like I'm, I'm speaking like I know like our conversation is about cops, right? I'm just speaking more in the sense of it's it's beyond that in that type of sense. You can't control but that. To, yeah. To Jamali's point, I understand what you're right. You have to yeah. you have to sub like see average students from getting into the yeah place yeah. No, I'm with you on that's that. Like, like, I, bro, I, I don't think anybody who's less than an honor roll student should be for no. And first of all, Not until it becomes until being a cop takes as long as it is to be a fucking lawyer. Or a doctor. Or a doctor. That's what Akeem just said in the in We the should not thing. be doing that. 100%. Yeah. Like, 100%. I didn't even see he wrote that. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, my, I can't even get on the stream. I can't get on the stream at all. Up on me. Yeah, that's what he said there. I guess Shout out to Akeem. You know, they say great mind thinks alike. So I feel you, and brother. We we're all on the same page there, so. Well, I'm giving everybody a compliment. Yeah. Why Why you got to be so sensitive, I'm man? backing it up, bro. What do you mean sensitive? I said we're Akeem, all he doesn't want you to here. shine, bro. He's still talking about your eating burger comment. Who? Your whatever joke you made on him before about the way he eat burgers or learn eat a burger, you get <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I mean, puffy cheeks, my favorite chipmunk. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Wow. I have no idea what you're talking about. I love about. you, Akeem, man. You're my broski. All right, man. Any final things to uh, put out there before we hit the road on this one? I don't know. I don't think I have anything that I need to say. I'm good. Just uh, if police break the law, put them in population. <laughs> Bro, we prevention is what we're looking we're for. I'm just saying. Right okay, now. but I'm saying. <laughs> don't, don't bite. Don't I'm bite. I'm just saying. We're if looking they break, for preventative don't measures, don't not bite. reactive okay. measures. Right. <laughs> don't let see average students become police officers. There. Jamali, final thoughts? I personally think. Like I said before, as long as police, to become a police officer, you need to have training. You need to also have probably social witnesses to, to 
to vouch for your character, honestly speaking. Mm. And it shouldn't be your mom and dad, bro. We should start randomizing. Oh, you went to school with this guy. Like, you know, like how to do jury duty? Yeah. Just randomly look up someone in your past and be like, oh, you know, Jason, is he a dickhead or not? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what this should be doing. Fail. You know what I mean? <laughs> people who people who naturally have social biases, and this goes both ways. Yeah. You know, like certain black people and brown people may see white kids as privileged, which is not always the case. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Obviously, systematically, they are more privileged, but I'm talking about on a case-to-case basis. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. And I think that's those are, those type of preventative measures need to happen. You know, I mean, we can't wait till you're out of the academy to be like, oh, we made a mistake and a life is lost, especially a young life mm. and a helpless person of that who's looking to be protected. We've seen that so many times. You good? I mean, I feel like you just capitalized on it, so there's not much else for me to run on top of that. It it was perfectly said. <sighs> this was a great episode, guys. I feel like you guys really got your shit off. It was good. I was getting my shit off. As for everybody who's uh, still on the live stream, thank you guys. Unfortunately, I was having issues getting we're all on. Having issues. Yeah, it kept freezing for some reason. Yep. Earlier, we, we were a bit late because we were having problems with the uh, stream key as well. So hopefully next week those problems will be resolved and we'll all be able to interact with you guys as we're talking to each other to be able to get questions from you guys and basically have you be a bit more involved in the conversation. But like I said, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this and listening. We're going to be doing this almost every week, essentially, for the most part. And yep. uh, with that being said, have a great weekend. Go see Endgame because we will be talking about it next week. For all my Game of Thrones fans, do not hit me up during the episode. We can talk immediately after it's done. You can DM and Twitter and all that good stuff. And uh, we'll all cry together with the ones who die and be happy about the ones who survive. That's the Don't Be Mad podcast. Proud members of the Upford Network. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace. We out. Take care, love people. is love.